As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Welcome back to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Hey, welcome. Can I take your jacket for you? Have a seat. Would you like to sit down? I think that's uh, a metaphor, guys. Uh, As if I'm truly welcoming you in person. Obviously, I can't take your jacket at this point in time. Because we don't have... uh, Uh, You know, if time travel was possible, then potentially I'm talking to you from the future right now. What if I just showed up and you're like, what the heck is this, Mike? I I went to play your podcast into my eardrums. I don't live in New York. I know that you record your podcast and live in New York. How are you here grabbing the jacket off my back as I listen to this in my my eardrums? You know, through my... Through my... Cell phone, how how are you? How did you just appear here when I decided to put your podcast on and listen it into my, into my eardrums? How if you're in a car? How Mike? How did you get in my back seat right now? And how are you removing my jacket as we speak, guys? Don't be nervous. If you look around, I'm I'm probably not there. Again, if time you know if uh, you know Back to the Future stuff exists someday, perhaps I will come back and. Uh, take your jacket for you right now. I think that would be pretty pretty trippy, but as far as I'm aware, that type of stuff is not possible. I will talk later in this podcast about time travel. I may have talked about it at one point. Uh, I'll explain why later. If I forget, forgive me, but I met a guy named Hieronymus once that talked about time travel, which is actually mathematically possible. You can travel forward in time uh, not just mathematically, but actually it is possible. Backwards is something that uh, is mathematically possible, but I'm not aware of us being able to, to physically do that. Anyway, welcome back. Uh, yeah, how's your guys' week going? Did you set your clocks back for daylight savings time? I A lot of my clocks are automatic, so, you know, most of it... Uh, does it on its own. However, I forgot to set my kitchen clock back and I almost had a panic attack thinking I was late for a show the other night. Late for my my weekly show at the Bowery House in Soho, right? The cool part of Manhattan. Soho is where the cool kids play. Anyway, I, I almost had a heart attack. So don't make the mistake I did, guys. If you haven't set your clocks back yet, uh, make sure you do. And uh, it, November is here, guys. November is freaking here. The winter is on its way. You know, the leaves have been uh, fallen. So I feel like the, the bright colors of autumn uh, have started to die and fall off the trees and uh, the the cold weather is a coming it is on its way and uh, you can start feeling the chills here in New York you know it's been cold the last couple nights a little bit rainy I like rain I like a rain do you like me rain uh rain is is fresh right literally it, it, it's you know, it's like New York City needs a bath every once in a while, and when the rain comes through, it's it's like taking a you know a body shower or whatever they do. No soap, but just you know, just a body shower. Got to give it up for rain, guys. You know, let's give it up for some rain, eh? Uh, we got the holidays approaching. Hey, guys, global warming, more like global colding. Am I right? I mean, <laughs> it's getting colder out there. <laughs> global warming doesn't exist. I'll tell you what I know exists. Global colding. Well, at least in the normal, the northern hemisphere, global colding is uh, happening right now. Right, guys? For the for the science buffs out there, global, it gets cold in the northern hemisphere. Guys, I actually have on a uh, a Netflix video in the background just for just for my own kind of uh, what do they call it? Stimulation. 
right? Uh, I've got uh, Planet Earth or BBC's whatever. I'm watching the ice, the ice ver, the ice episode. So polar bears and the the polar caps. Ah, wow, that's very ironic. I didn't even realize there's a tie in there with the whole global warming, but. Watching these uh, polar bears run around on the ice, and uh, I'll tell you, it's soothing, guys. It's very soothing. I've got it on just just for fun. I'm not even listening. I just like, as I get older, you know, I, I get more enjoyment. It's soothing to thine soul just to have some planet Earth going. You know what I mean? Uh, it's... You know, penguins, polar bears, these things bring me comfort, all right? Anywho, let's uh, let's get into it a little bit. How's how's everybody's week going? It's been a few weeks since I've been back. Did, did you guys get out and vote this week? Did you get out there and get a sticker that says I voted? Oh, good for you if you did. Uh, we live in a democracy. I did not vote. It's not because I don't appreciate and value you know the the fact that I that I have the right to vote, but I didn't I, I I don't feel educated enough this time around to um to cast a vote. So I know there's gonna be people out there listening right now like Michael, Michael, how could you how could you relinquish your your right to vote? You know I I saw somebody on Twitter post somewhere anybody that doesn't vote in this country I am disgusted with there is absolutely no excuse for it you know how dare you you know be take this opportunity for granted let me let me say something about voting guys if you don't know anything about the candidates don't don't vote okay the idea of just getting out there and voting no matter what that's heinous all right that's like saying play the lottery you don't Ah, that's not a good example. I, this is the example I'm trying to make. I don't like to vote the way some people play the lottery, right? I don't just show up to the poll and go, ooh, that one looks good. Oh, this guy's name seems fun. Oh, he has got the same name as me, Michael. He must be a good candidate. Okay. You know what I mean? That's, that's, a, that's a dumb way of voting. I don't think... I think that they should have a test that you have to pass as far as understanding the facts and the credentials of each candidate, as well as uh, what they're campaigning for before you vote. Uh, some people just show up to the polls and they're like, oh, I'm gonna vote all blue. Guys, don't give me blue balls, you know? Oh, I'm gonna vote all red, all right? Let's keep the, let's keep the, the Republicans, you know, in power. Or, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote all blue and I'm gonna, you know, make sure that I do my part in making sure that we, uh, you know, combat Donald Trump. And the Republicans, you know what I mean? That's another. That's another heinous strategy, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's important to understand. I'm not Republican or Democrat, but I, 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 I when I'm educated on, when I educate myself, I, I vote on the the candidate that I that I think is best based on the policies, and. Uh, and if I like the per, you know what I I've never actually voted based on those things. But in a perfect world, that's what I would do. And in a perfect world, I think they should have a, an assessment required in order to vote. It does. You still get to have the free will of who you choose, but you at least have to know a little bit about the candidates. Uh, it would be hypocritical of me to pretend that I take the time to do the research. I focus on comedy, guys. I don't. Uh, don't really know what's going on in the world. Well, that's not true. I travel a lot. I, you know, I went to, took a couple history classes when I was in college and high school. All right. Um, yeah. So all, all I have to say is all Republicans are not racist. And if you think that, I hear that sometimes. Oh, you voted Republican. You're a racist. Can I, come on. Are you, are you effing joshing with me? That's the, that's actually prejudice. Remember, like, we want to eliminate prejudice here. You don't paint all things with the same paintbrush. Not all Republicans even like Donald Trump. Again, I'm not Republican, but I am uh, fighting against this idea that all Republicans are racist. That's not true. I think Dave Chappelle's actually Republican, if I'm not mistaken. Kanye West, right? Kanye West, I don't know what he is. I think he's... I'd like to have a, a, a brunch with Kanye sometime. 
I think that'd be fun. I'd like to be on one of Kanye's albums. You know, just doing a couple jokes as my version of rapping. I, I don't have an example of, of what that would be like for you guys. So if I uh, excited you in any way or made you salivate, I do apologize. Uh, all I have to say is all Republicans are not racist. And if you think that, your head is up your anus. All right? All right, moving on. Uh, do you guys think... Uh, you guys... You guys think Jesus would be a Democrat or a Republican or neither? What do you What do you think uh, Jesus would vote for? I believe in two things, guys. My religion is love, and my politics are freedom. All right. So the candidates that align closest to those are the ones that get my vote. And again, I I haven't voted in a while. I apologize. I apologize for that. Don't hate me. Um. I think it'd be good to to. To vote for the the candidate that close most closely aligns with those things, and then, you know, if the country needs something that has a you know, if we have a strong need for something at the time, then maybe vote for, for the candidate that that's best at that thing. Whether if we're small on defense at the time, I don't know, guys. I'm not a politics guy. My girlfriend grew up in Washington D.C. and she is uh, very into politics. I. I, on the other hand, I'm like, ooh, what's an elephant? I like elephants. I want one. Um, so that's about that, guys. That's the, uh, poll, the voting day was on my birthday, November 6th. I'm 32 years old. Uh, November 6th, 1986. I'm pretty much a grown man now, guys. I'm pretty much a grown... I'm almost old enough to run for president, guys. I'm... Three years from now, if I uh, if I want to run for president, uh, the opportunity will be there. But you know what? I, I won't be running for president. I'll be doing comedy. Eh? Hey! How about the man of the year? You guys ever seen that movie with Robin Williams? Comedian running for president? He wins and then realizes that it wasn't uh, an accurate vote, so he goes back to comedy. Let's give it up for that flick, huh? Yeah! Anyway. Have you guys been paying attention to uh, other stuff going on in the news? Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande, they're uh, they're still broken up, sadly, and they're ripping at each other's throats, as I like to say. Just very immature back and forth. You can tell they're both trying so hard to come off as if they don't care about the other person. It's like a complete 180. They went from being unbelievably, uh, you know, just so head over heels for each other, uh, to basically like tearing, not tearing each other down directly, but trying to come off as if not only did their relationship mean nothing, but it meant negative to each of them. It's it's sad. There was a, a song already released by Ariana Grande that my girlfriend made me listen to. She was laughing. Thought it was uh, silly. On to the next, on to the next. I want to be thankful for my ex. On to the next or something like that. I mean, come on. You know? Covering up your tattoos and she. I mean, come on, Pete. Come on, Ariana. Get back together already. Quit. Quit toggling. Quit toggling. You know. I'm jealous that Ariana Grande got the pig. I, I've been doing some research, and she got the teacup pig. It's. I guess it makes sense since it was hers. But I. I am jealous. Apparently, Pete Davidson offended a bunch of people this last Saturday with a joke on Saturday Night Live about a, a veteran who only had one eye. I believe that he was making fun of him. And Keenan went on, uh, you know, went on this week to kind of apologize, I guess, and try to do what uh, do what they can to make it right. I mean, come on, guys, huh? Are you kidding? Let's go. <laughs> it's a freaking joke. All right, let's uh, let's. Let's not get our panties in a bunch. Huh? I, I didn't even see it, so I can't even comment on it. A lot of this stuff I can't comment on, guys, and I I apologize for that. I'm watching the walruses and their tusks right now. The walry. The walry make me horny. Do you guys think uh, chicks ever use walry tusks for dildos? Because cause I, I feel like uh, a walrus tusk might do the trick. Uh, uh oh, the polar bear is approaching very casually. He's very casually approaching the walry. 
anyway. Uh, have you guys seen, speaking of, you know, more updates in the world and the world of comedy, have you seen Adam Sandler's new Netflix special yet? Can I just say I had a, uh, my boner was bigger than any walrus tusk the entire time I watched Adam Sandler's Netflix special. It was creative, it was juicy, lots of songs. You know, I need to get some songs in my act, right? Get a little music going. I personally enjoyed, uh, the one song about, if you guys have seen it, it's, it's about, uh, the UFC ear, ears, a.k.a. cauliflower ears, a.k.a. Adam Sandler was making fun of people for a defect. I mean, what a jerk, huh? I'm kidding, guys. It's called comedy, right? Same thing as Pete Davidson. Uh, it was funny. Uh, oh, the polar bear is attacking the walruses. Anyway, Pete Dav- Adam Sandler's jokes about the UFC ears was very funny. He had the strobe light. He had a bunch of silly... Uh, effects, sunglasses, uh, very humorous stuff. That was that was probably my favorite favorite part of the the Netflix special as far as the humor goes. And then he touched my heart as he always does. Ah, oh, Sandler, always just grabbing me by the heartstrings. You never. That's why we love you so much. Is because uh, you know how to really get down to the soul, bro. Uh, the way he uh, honored Chris Farley toward the end of his Netflix special actually did bring a tear to my eye. No joke. You know, it was, it was, you know, a new perspective on, on Chris Farley while honoring him and showing the human side of Chris Farley through through the lens of, of one of his good friends, you know, and uh, it was pretty cool. You could tell the people in the audience were, were feeling it. You could see, you know, they, they had the, the camera pan out to the audience at times during that. And it was very heartfelt. It was very cool. And, and then finally, I really loved the ending there. Spoiler alert, but I should have said that at the beginning. I apologize. But uh, I'm not giving everything away. I'm just giving something. It's not like a movie where you give away the ending and it, and, and it ruins the entire movie. This is a Netflix special, so there's a lot of separate things to watch. But uh, if you guys have seen the movie The Wedding Singer, there's a song that Adam Sandler plays in that movie called Grow Old With You. I Want to Grow Old With You, which... It was a great song back in the 90s when that movie... It's one of the best movies ever. I, I love The Wedding Singer. You know, Robbie Hart, right? And um, anyway, he did a, a new version. You know, basically, I Want to Grow Old With You Too, except this one is a real... It's the real song. It's not a movie made for a... It's not a song made for a movie. It's actually a song dedicated to his, his actual wife, his real wife. And it was really sweet. Unlike the attack that this polar bear just made on that walrus. It's eating the walrus now. So let's talk about that juxtaposed with Adam Sandler's Grow Old With You Too. Those are two uh, opposite things right there. The walrus being eaten by the polar bear and Adam Sandler's I Want to Grow Old With You Too. But watch the Netflix special. It was a lot of fun. My girlfriend thought it was hilarious. She was cracking up during the time. I was starting to get jealous. You know, I, I was watching, you know, I'm watching one of my favorite comedians, and now that I have a girlfriend, I get jealous in weird ways, you know, as I'm watching the Netflix special, and she's liking it, I'm like, I think she would have sex with Adam Sandler if she had the opportunity, and I do not like this. I'm like, what does she think is so funny here, you know? What the heaven, dude? <laughs> she's laughing at Adam Sandler and stuff, you know, like, hey, you only laugh at my jokes, all right? Jessica? You you don't laugh at Adam Sandler. I don't. Who? What do you think you're doing here, laughing at Adam Sandler's jokes in front of me, in my presence? No, no, it was great. We had a good time. Um, so yeah, check it out. Next thing, I saw this story where there's a man who sat in fecal matter on a Delta flight. I guess there was a baby or a dog or something that was on the uh, on the flight before him. So he he sat in the fecal matter without realizing it was fecal matter and couldn't really, you know, I guess he didn't want to get kicked off the flight. So as upset as he was, he tried to keep his calm. I remember reading in the article and, uh, you know, didn't get much help. I think they provided him like two like paper towels or something. So uh, I think he was wearing a suit. So, I mean, come on, you know what I mean? What the frick Delta? Was it Delta? Was it United? I don't know. Either way, I felt, I, I laughed very hard when I read that story because I thought it was uh, extremely heinous and, you know, it's great fodder for my podcast, so I appreciate that it happened. 
Uh, I, I actually lost my iPad recently on, on a United flight on my way to Madrid. So I know what it feels like to have things go awry on a flight. Unfortunately, uh, I lost it because now United, on the backs of their seats, they, or at least on this flight, they didn't have the screen to watch movies, but they did have the opportunity. There was like a little holder for your e-reader or your iPad or your iPhone. So I put my little iPad back there. This is a very nice freaking iPad, by the way. 128 gig, like Series 3 or 4. You know, it's like a $699 iPad, right? $700, $800 iPad that I... They have not found the iPad yet. So it costed more than my flight, which is always great. You know, it's nice when you find a flight that's somewhat cheap and, you know, basically you lose an iPad that's more than your entire trip, that, that costs more than your entire trip. That's always a, a good thing when you're just trying to get away uh, and go visit your mom in Spain to, to you know, honor her. And uh, as a result, your iPad gets lost in the great great appreciate that appreciate my fate there that was good let me take a quick sip of this uh this green tea that i've got here while i watch the penguins walk around penguins are so dank all right uh last update that i've got going on in the world it's a little bit late it's a little bit delayed but since i haven't done a podcast in it but i am gonna mention it did you guys see the world series the dodgers and the red sox Oh, my Zeus, you know, freaking Dodgers lost. I'm not a Dodgers fan, but Austin Huff is, and so is my brother-in-law. Uh, and uh, I wanted to see the Dodgers win for for those two people, but also because one of my favorite, in fact, probably my, probably my favorite baseball player alive, his name is David Fries, uh, plays for the Dodgers now. I, you guys may or may not know him. You could look him up easily. F-R-E-E-S-E. Uh, not spelled like Mr. Freeze from the Batman movie, but Freeze, F-R-E-E-S-E. And uh, he, he he's a St. Louis boy. He grew up. His mom was my seventh grade language arts teacher. And uh, anyway, they... Uh, he had the... He, like, he had the greatest play in the history of baseball, in my, in my opinion. Uh back when he was with the Cardinals in 2011 when the Cardinals won the World Series. He had the most clutch play. Like, if he didn't produce on that play, uh, they would have lost. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it was like one run short of a grand slam that he hit. I don't think the bases were loaded, but they were close to loaded. And he hit a home run on, like, the last pitch before he got struck out. It was, I mean, everybody's eyes popped out of their head. That dude should be set for life just because of that play. I don't know if he is set for life, but, uh, you know, that dude should get unlimited blowjobs from beautiful creatures, uh, women specifically, assuming he's heterosexual, I assume he is. Uh, I, I think that he should be, you know, when I say unlimited blowjobs from women, I need to clarify saying that the women would be willing to do it. It's not like I think that there should be... I do not think there should be a service set up where girls are doing this as part of some type of an indentured servant program. I mean, uh, I, I... All right. You guys get what I mean. What I'm saying is the guy should be set for life. And it should be done in, a, in, a, in an ethical manner, of course. But, you know, David Preeze is the man. I met him once. Very cool dude. Uh, it was actually at the Pepper Lounge in St. Louis, in the VIP section. I'm not trying to brag here, right? But I had a bow tie on that night, and uh, uh, I saw David Freeze, and I, I went up and talked to him, and he was like, hey, man, nice bow tie. You know, but he wasn't making fun of me. I could tell he was being genuine, but he was intrigued, and he thought it was funny, right? Because there was no reason for me to be wearing a bow tie that night. And uh, nevertheless, I was able to tell him how awesome it was having his mom as my language arts teacher, and how awesome it was that she compared me to to him when we were kids before he was uh, a big grown up famous David Freeze. Uh, I said your mom compared me to you once when I was uh, when I was uh, one of her students, and he immediately knew exactly what she meant by it. He goes, "Oh, really? Uh, that that must mean you were a troublemaker. Were you a troublemaker?" I was like, "Yes, sir," and uh, we had a good laugh about it. 
And uh, anyway, David Fries had another miraculous play. Let me just say this. On the last game of the World Series, uh, you know, unfortunately the Dodgers lost. But th- starting that game, they needed to win in order to keep the hope alive. And David Fries came out of the, go- the gates. He was first at bat and freaking smashed a home run to start the game. If that doesn't give you momentum to start the game, I mean, there's nothing more he could have done to start that game at bat right there. I mean, talk about being a proud St. Louis David Freeze fan. Fan. Uh, that was the only run that the Dodgers scored, and that was the end of the World Series. So, look up David Freeze. He's a he's a humble dude, and uh, he deserves free blowjobs for the rest of his life. All right. Uh, anyway, this is what I've been up to the last couple of weeks. As you guys know, three weeks ago I went to Philly for the weekend, visited my buddy. Jimmy Bariolas, as I like to call him, James Harry Ariolas. Um, I got to meet his daughter, Arlie. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, I don't need to talk about that anymore because I pretty much hashed it out last time. But I went to Madrid the week after that, the weekend after, I should say. I went to visit my mom where I lost my, you know, very expensive iPad that is nowhere to be found. Uh, so that was a really good time. I'll talk about that a little bit more at the end of the podcast because I'm going to talk about my world travels. I'm going to close the show, or at least the plan is to talk about some of my world travels at the very end. And then uh, this last weekend, I went to Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, and that was awesome. You know, I mean, I've been to Hartford before, especially because uh, I used to work in healthcare IT and I, I had been there. Uh, you know, used to have a client uh, there, not to give anything away, but it was good to be back in Hartford. The NACA conference was there. It was my first NACA. I had my own booth. I also got to perform at the Funny Bone while I was there in Hartford, so that was a lot of fun. My, uh, do you guys, I don't know if you guys know Rick Gutierrez. He, uh, he's got a Netflix special out. He has another one coming. Uh, like 10 years ago when I was starting comedy, I was booked with him at Deja Vu in Columbia, Missouri, and uh, he was very uh, helpful at the time, right? Uh, Back then, he took me and two other comedians that were starting out under his wing for that weekend. Uh, The other two were Kyle Ayers. I've had him on my podcast before, and then Virginia Collins. I don't think she does comedy anymore, but uh, nevertheless, she was dating (laughs) Jeff Ross for a while. Uh, So anyway, uh, Rick... Uh, during the weekend that he was booked had the three of us come into the comedy club during the day it was like Friday daytime or Saturday daytime and the comedy club let us go into the room and just get up on the mic there was nobody in the audience except Rick and he was in there smoking chain smoking cigarettes at the time and he gave each of us like 20 minutes or an hour I don't even remember but he did this exercise called treading water where we would close our eyes and we would speak freely, right? We would just talk and he would grill us on all these really hard questions. So we'd dig really deep and just talk openly about, you know, truly just like emitting our our instinctual statements based on these tough questions. And it helped to develop this sense of, you know, our true voice in comedy uh, or not being afraid of, of truly letting out who we are, right? And that was a very helpful exercise. He also went over some writing stuff with us. Nevertheless, when I saw, I stopped by the Hartford Funny Bone because um, I was going to do a spot there this weekend. And I saw him, and I was like, I was very happy because it was my opportunity to to remind him of what he had done for us and to thank him. And it was very nice to see him. Um, he's doing really well, obviously, with the Netflix specials, and he was hilarious. You know, I got to see part of his set, and it was just, you know, he was creating explosive laughter uh and that was i feel like i have explosive diarrhea right now i don't but i kind of feel like i i have to take a dump i'm not gonna do it because i don't want to disrupt the momentum of this podcast but um that was a cool thing and uh i got to do a guest spot there i felt pretty good about it i you know it was pretty much sold out you know who knows three four hundred people in the audience and you know my Nicolas Cage jokes got some some eruptions, if I may, some volcanic, eruptive laughter. So that was pretty fun. 
and uh, and now here we are going into the first week in three weeks that I haven't traveled. The first weekend, right? It's Friday now. I'm gonna stay in town this week. It's my birthday week, Tuesday night, right? The sixth, uh, voting day. So today's Friday. It's about five thirteen p.m. I'm so cool doing a podcast, you know, at five thirteen p.m. on a Friday. TGIF, right? Hey. Alright, uh, so yeah, what am I going to do? I, I don't have any shows booked tonight or tomorrow, but I am doing some extra work on Sunday. I forget what TV show or whatever it is, but my girlfriend and I are going to do that. It should be fun, and then I've got this spot at um, Dangerfields uh, on Sunday night. So if you're going to be around, come to Dangerfields Sunday night, 8.30 show. I, I think it's actually kind of an audition. So I don't want to be presumptuous, but uh, I am excited. It's my first time performing at Dangerfields. Obviously, Rodney Dangerfields, uh, it, it was his club that he started after he, you know, had a lot of success. And, you know, Rodney's one of the greats. You guys have all seen Caddyshack, I'm sure. And you know, he, was, he was a very good with one-liners. You know, he was on Johnny Carson several times. Rodney Dangerfield, when I moved away from L.A., somebody said something to me because I was pretty much, at the time, it felt like I was giving up on my dream, right? When I came back to Missouri to take on the healthcare IT job, I, I, did, I wasn't giving up, but somebody said something very insightful to me. They said, I want you, when you go home, I want you to think of Rodney Dangerfield because when he was 28 or 29, he gave up. He moved to L.A. and then he gave up. And he moved back home. He became a salesman, a.k.a. just like I had. And he started a family, you know. But he never stopped writing. And uh, later in life, he was like 40 when he made his comeback. And that's when he started to really hit it, you know, hard and hit it big. He he, he really, uh, he was the king of those one-liners. So that always stuck with me. It kind of planted the seed to make sure that I didn't... uh, let the fire die or the candle die. I was performing in Kansas City while I lived there for the year that I was training for that sales role. Got to do the the KC Improv and some of the local shows and then produced my own comedy special at the Westport Coffee House. So that was a great opportunity to, uh, you know, just kind of gather myself. I used to, you know, I lived in uh, this basically post-college frat house that one of my friends owned, so we were all renting from him, and I had my microphone there, and I would do comedy for them in the house sometimes, and get made fun of, because they would see the non-glamorous side of comedy, but uh, we had a great time in the F-Shack, is what we called it, you can actually check in there on Facebook, the F-Shack, F-Shack, it was basically a a mansion, and uh, a lot of the a lot of the neighbors were like, are these kids drug dealers? How can they afford to live here? But we were not. We were actually just successful entrepreneurs. So that was pretty cool. Anywho, let's move on. Uh, NACA conference was cool. Uh, I got to meet a bunch of agents. Got to have a bunch of conversations with a bunch of schools. As I said, I had my own booth. Uh, I saw a bunch of my friends get to showcase, right? So for those of you guys that don't know, NACA is the National Association for Campus campus activities it's one of the it's the biggest association or groups for uh colleges that uh is designed essentially to help book talent and bring entertainers magicians comedians whatever to their schools singers bands to their schools their colleges to to perform right it's a it's a business you know the the colleges have the money and they they pay, you know, for they, they get to choose which entertainers they want to bring to their campuses, their campi, if you will. And uh, you know, there's a bunch of agents involved, you know, because the agents are there when they when they you know when there's a feeding frenzy, you know, they want they want to make the money, son. They want to make this that money, son. So uh, I'm essentially an agent for myself currently, self-represented, and uh, in the market for for the proper fit, if I may very open to these conversations um, but it was great to see some of my friends that were chosen to showcase guys like Chris James, Sammy Obeyed, uh, Francisco Ramos uh, very good to catch up with them uh, they all, all three of them 
absolutely did very well. Uh, Chris James is a good friend. He's becoming a good friend of mine here in New York and very helpful and taking me under his wing. I just want to give him a shout out and thank him. He had a stupendous showcase, you know, over a thousand college students in the, in the audience, you know, tore it up. So, you know, it's like, uh, it's a good opportunity to eat for the upcoming year. When you do well, at those showcases, you do that well in front of the kids. If you guys have ever seen the movie or the show crashing, there's an episode about it. The TV show crashing about Pete Holmes's rise to fame. And, uh, anyway, somebody just reached out to me asking if I'm in town so let me see what this is about because they're a comedian. They might want me to perform tonight, which would be cool. Hold on. Well, unfortunately, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able... So this is what just happened. Let me let me speak in layman's terms. My buddy that I perform at... Uh, I perform with him uh, at LOL sometimes. Anyway, he, he asked me if I wanted to host at the Yonkers Comedy Club tonight because his MC just dropped out. Uh, guys... It will take me exactly two hours to get there if I left right this second and the show starts in exactly two hours. That doesn't build in time for delays or anything, so it's not going to work out, unfortunately, tonight. Um, but that's a cool opportunity, and it's a, it's an example of the fact that uh, I am getting cool opportunities and uh, a part of the community here being thought of, you know, when things come up. So definitely good stuff, and... Um, you know, just freaking grinding, son. So those are the types of opportunities that come up. What else was I talking about? I talked about CAA. I talked to my, about my friends that were uh, showcasing. What are some other random updates in my life? Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, LOL and my friends there. I was watching the new... I like the Daredevil show. I don't know if you guys remember. I probably talked about it a while back. It's been like a couple of years since they uh, had a new season come out. You know, uh, season two was came out, what, maybe two, three years ago when I was still living in Hell's Kitchen, which is where Daredevil, uh, you know, is, is takes place. <clears throat> and I was excited about season three. Usually when a season of Daredevil comes out, I watch the entire season in one day. I just, I like it. Matthew, Matthew Michael Murdoch, I'm not... I wasn't raised Catholic. He he's actually, uh, you know, he's Catholic, hardcore, devout, as you know. Uh, my mom was raised Catholic, but I, I I really I like that show and his character, and you know the guidance that he that he gets from the priest, you know, and all these things and his vigilante escapades, and I do see myself uh, in him in in many ways. And so uh, when this new season of Daredevil, a.k.a. season three, came out, I was very excited. I watched the entire thing, of course, in less than 24 hours. It was like 14 episodes, 13, 14 episodes. It's like 14 hours worth of... I just can't stop. It's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, Netflix diarrhea or something. Once you start, you can't stop. And Anyway, I, I bring this up not only to say that uh, I enjoyed the season... But also, as I was watching it, I saw one of my friends from LOL who was one of the security guards at the prison that uh, basically was uh, interacting with Daredevil. So that was pretty cool. His name's Perry Strong. I don't know if you guys want to look him up or not. But uh, hashtag Mandom, M-A-N-D-O-M, that's his deal. That's his like catchphrase or whatever. Perry Strong uh, performs at LOL with me sometimes. He... Uh, he actually uh, is sick uh, right now. He has cancer, so he's fighting that, fighting for his dreams and fighting for his life. And, you know, we had some good talks recently about all that, and uh, it was kind of cool to see him on TV. I didn't even know he was on there, and I got to give him a, a shout-out. He wished me a happy birthday on Facebook, and I was able to respond with a, hey, dude, I saw you on Daredevil. What the heaven, you know? So that was pretty cool. Anyway. Uh, what else is happening in my life? These are just random updates in my life. It's going to bleed into the, the natural whatever story session. This is pretty much the rest of the podcast is just some of these updates and, you know, the travel stuff. So bear with me. Uh, hold on to your fanny packs. Uh, my girlfriend and I were fostering that puppy, as you, as you know, for a short period of time. She actually – she was on the way – she got robbed taking care of this puppy. She was on her way to – 
take him to the vet in Brooklyn. Basically, the vet, this company that we were fostering with, uh, you know, they, they wanted us. She got she got on the wrong bus going into Brooklyn by accident. Her phone died, so she didn't know where she was, and she got off a random stop so that she could charge her phone, not knowing it was the, like, worst and most dangerous part of Brooklyn. You know, later when she was filing the police report, the cops told her that that is, like, where the highest number of murders take place. So thank goodness she came out unscathed. You know, all all that happened was uh, her her purse was stolen, you know, and some money in there. You know, I wish uh, if I was there, I would have, I would have had to pull uh, the the daredevil card and uh, be a vigilante and, and save her. She told me what happened, freaking punk kids, man. You know, this she she like set her purse down for a minute, uh, so she could find her charger. And some kids came up to her. They were like circling, like some teenagers. And one of them was like, "Hey, can I borrow your phone?" And she actually was nice enough and kind enough to say, "Yeah, one second. She like got her phone out, and as she was grabbing her phone, and about to say, "Oh crap, you know my phone's dead. I I can't. I guess she forgot." These fools grabbed her purse and ran. So that's what you get sometimes for being a nice person. It's uh, it's obviously discouraging, but just thankful she's okay. The puppy was okay, and the puppy has found a family. So so we're really happy. It's you know tough letting go of such a cute little fella. You know Gatsby was his name, and uh, just happy that he's got a good life ahead of him. So um, that's that. What else happened? Uh, I've been I've been having some good meetings lately. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you before, but my neighbor here, his name is Dan, different guy than the Wall Street guy. Dan played football in college. He played for Wake Forest actually, and he's literally my next door neighbor now, uh, as of just you know maybe a couple months, and uh, he's got a kid on the way. Anyway, very nice guy. We made friends, and he knows a bunch of people in the entertainment business, and and he's just opened all these doors for me. You know, I he had me meet him at this event, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back, maybe a month, month and a half ago. And it was a really, like, informative event about the future of digital content and, you know, streaming services and all these things and how, you know, businesses, you know, basically where the future of money is in these types of things. Uh, and, you know, I met a bunch of people through him. He's introduced me to guys from funnier die and college humor and you know the kicker and uh you know just all these all these really successful uh companies that are in the world of of comedy and um you know he's really put me in touch with these people and uh, i've been able to have some meaningful conversations and everybody's been really helpful in trying to help you know guide me down the direction that i'm looking to go here so i've been really lucky and fortunate to have some of these doors open and conversations and help and um I think the biggest takeaways are you know I'm on the right track obviously I just need to keep developing my content you know keep focusing on my strengths which is stand up and then you know try to develop my writing a little bit more because uh you know if I can get my writing developed I can get writing jobs and you know that that sometimes opens doors with uh with some of these uh you know networks or TV shows or whatever, so I'm gonna just continue to hone, hone and bone, ladies and ladies and I can't think of anything that rhymes with bone that has to do with a male, um, ladies and bones, ladies and boners. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so uh, Dan's been awesome. I hope that he doesn't, you know, ever get bothered by me and my girlfriend fighting in the middle of the night, screaming at each other. I, I hope we don't wake him up. Uh, that would be a terrible that, that's not the way to reward him for uh for helping me but uh you know luckily our our walls are pretty much soundproof i live in a pretty nice building so when me and my girlfriend are screaming at each other i don't think anybody can tell dun 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 no, it's uh it's uh we have a good time me and my check you know we're continuing to be silly and uh you know just uh, all over the place just uh just a chart of uh, data that's uh, very difficult to pinpoint uh, any patterns because it's chaotic 
and it's wonderful all at the same time. Speaking of my buddy Dan, though, it reminds me of college football. So Mizzou had a big uh, weekend last weekend. We beat Florida. Let's give it up for that, first of all. Can I say that? Mizzou beat Florida in in Gainesville. So we tore it up. Our season is not over. I think we're 4-4 four and four now. Had four, four losses that were really tough. That last one that we lost before Florida was a real heartbreaker. Uh, but nevertheless, we're still in it. Uh, I think we can still have a decent bowl um, that we that we can you know we just gotta win like two more games and we'll we'll have a guaranteed bowl but uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds my high school had a great season I want to give them a shout out Eureka Football and Coach Jake Sumner keeping the tradition alive you know it was every year my high school just is successful year after year uh, Tyler Wasson coach of the Wildcats big family there the strength of the cat is the pride and the strength of the pride is the cat and by pride we're not talking about the ego we're talking about pride is the name of the the cat family guys trick play on words there right anyway uh something recently that happened before i went to uh spain was i got i, I get to do a kind of a, a random interview with cnbc in the Upper West Side about the stock market. I went to visit my girl, my girlfriend. She works up there. And as I was walking home to the subway, I was just kind of taking things in. And there's a camera crew and a, a reporter that were out there. And I, I heard her say to somebody that walked by, she goes, excuse me, sir, do you have a second? And, you know, of course, because it's New York, the person ignored her because everybody out here is a jerk. Sarcasm, not everybody is. Uh, but this person ignored her and, uh, very funny. Uh, I immediately swooped in and said, Hey, I I have a second. She kind of giggled to herself and I was like, what, what is this for? You know, what station is this? She's like CNBC. So I was like, Oh, cool. Well, my hair looks terrible right now. So, uh, that's always good getting on uh, national TV for that or wherever this can air. And, uh, she asked me about the stock market, so I thought, hey, you know, perfect, perfect topic, you know. Uh, basically, at this time, the stock market had been going down consistently for the last few weeks, so she wanted to know if I was aware of that. You know, I said, yeah, I am aware, she, and uh, she said, am I concerned? I said, no, I'm not concerned, and she kind of laughed, and she's like, well, do you own stocks? And I said, yeah, I do, actually, and then she asked if I have changed my strategy in any, at any point, you know, because of the, uh, because of what had been going on. And I was like, no, I haven't. And then she laughed again. So she's, you know, I was making her giggle. She's like, well, why haven't you, you know, changed your strategy? How do you figure? And I was like, well, frankly, uh, you know, the way I'm invested is, uh, pretty much invested in the market, you know, the, the S and P 500 and, you know, the S and P 500 is, consistently going up year after year it's not a sexy strategy but it's uh it's consistent i believe in the american economy i think that we're going to continue to go up over the course of time these random fluctuations and dips are to be expected you know a lot of the time when the market drops it's based on fear you know when there's a a large uh kind of a random whatever it's because everybody's scared that fear you know fear makes more you know volatility from fear creates more volatility and you just gotta i don't even look at it pretty much is what i told her and i was very calm and i was being honest i wasn't trying to i wasn't being like i was being goofy you know i was kind of in my goofy mood my hair was flying everywhere she was laughing so it's kind of fueling the fire but you know i think that she walked away from that thing attracted to me first of all because you know i'm not afraid of anything and secondly because my strategy is pretty sexy. It's pretty solid. It's pretty, pretty straightforward for for the American people, and I think I instilled hope. And uh, Caleb Medley, if you're out there listening, I think you can appreciate this. We just passed the 48 minute mark. Uh, Caleb Medley is a financial advisor with Edward Jones, uh, pretty boss status. So if you guys out there are looking for a financial advisor, feel free to direct your business right toward my friend Caleb Medley. Uh, anywho, um, we can kind of move on to the next topic. Uh, my friends like to record their 
pee length, not their penis length, but the actual pee length and send it to each other in a group chat. Right now, the the longest uh, the longest recorded urination uh, in our group is 79 seconds. So I challenge anybody out there who's listening to this, if you can pee for longer than 79 seconds from the moment that the urine hits the the bowl to the point where you you know it stops coming out. I, I think before you have to shake it or whatever. Uh, if you can get past 79 seconds, I will give you a shout out on my podcast. Give you a little bit of love and, uh, you know, maybe even do a quick uh, guest interview to discuss it. I don't know. I don't want to make any promises here, but I just want to throw it out there. That's potentially an option. It's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool deal. I like to, you know, I like to highlight good causes here on the podcast and that's what we do. Uh, moving on to the next topic. My show at the Bowery House this week was fun. It was Monday. I had my friend Dom. I, I hosted and then I headlined, you know, a real unique show model there where I open up the show, I do 10 minutes up front, I bring up one comedian, and then I get back on and do like 30 to 40 minutes of material. So that was pretty, 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 you know, incisive business model, if I will. Uh, And we had a good time. So come out any Monday, we have those. Tuesday was my birthday, as I mentioned, my girlfriend uh, tried to do all kinds of stuff to you know celebrate you know she she wanted to get a good birthday for me which is nice she reached out to a, bu- a couple comedians like louis ck she also reached out to nikki glazer again which is funny and she reached out to kyle mooney from snl and uh hasn't heard back from them but you know i appreciate her doing that she was like mike i know what it feels like now when when people don't respond to your messages it's discouraging but that's the nature of sales, guys. You know, yeah. 99 slaps for one in the sack, right? My girlfriend was the one chick that didn't slap me. And we uh, got in the sack, and it was pretty exciting. She made me a sign, in all seriousness, for my birthday. No joke. She made me a sign, took took the time to cut out these letters. <laughs> and the sign says, uh, meeting you was the best thing I've done for my vagina. So that was very heartwarming, guys. Uh, so yeah, obviously a great guy. had a good time, and, uh, and uh, I could. forgive me if you guys hear the Jolly Rancher that I'm chewing on. I couldn't help myself. I am recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not editing. I'm recording. So that's my girlfriend. Uh, she actually just heard me talking about uh, her, and she got excited and started to tune in. So that's always good. At least I have one listener, right? That's always exciting. Uh, <laughs> what else? Um, she she goes, I never heard that term, uh, 99 slaps for one in the sack. Anyway, I uh, did two shows last night. That was pretty fun. Uh, first one is at the Triple Crown with the man Steve Ling. He's the guy who runs it there. Great guy, you know, getting funnier every day. I told him, I was like, dude, it's been a couple couple weeks since I've seen you in here. I can tell you're getting better. He's like, well, I should hope so. I do it six days a week. So we, we had a good laugh to that. And then we had intercourse. Um, no, we didn't have intercourse. Just kidding, babe. You know, wouldn't want to get her jealous. Wouldn't want to get my girlfriend jealous. Um, anyway, um, I told you guys I have an audition at Dangerfields this Sunday night, 8.30. Come out to the show. It should be a lot of fun. Oh, last night late, I did LOL. Uh, I got to, I ran into my buddy Chris James, you know, so that was good. We got to catch up and kind of have a good, um, what do they call it? Uh, debrief on the weekend that we had uh, down uh, up in Hartford. So it was great to see him. Good crowd last night. You know, I did some impressions. They thought I was hilarious. We, I think the crowd wanted to have an orgy with me after I got off stage. But uh, unfortunately, I had to get home because my girlfriend uh, wanted to cuddle all night, which was unique. You know, she didn't want to cuddle me on my birthday, but she did want to cuddle and waking me up every five minutes last night, which was fun. I'm not complaining. I thought it was very, very exciting. So, again, that that chaotic data plotting uh, is exactly what, I, what I'm talking about there. So, anyway, I got the opportunity to be an extra in the TV show Billions. Uh, <gasps> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to do it because I have tickets. <laughs> She's telling me that one of her 
comedians that she likes, Dan Soder, is in that show, and she wants me to do it. But so this is this is how my podcasts are gonna go from now on, guys. It's where I, I talk, and if my girl's in the background, she's gonna interrupt me constantly, which is great. She has a cute voice. Do you want to say hi to the listeners? No. Oh, she doesn't want to. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not gonna be able to do this time around the extra work because I have tickets to the Statue of Liberty. I don't know if you remember that, babe, but I have tickets, and we're gonna go to that. So make sure you request off so work that day. Not gonna do this. No, I'm not going to be an extra and and miss out on the Statue of Liberty that I bought tickets to like three months ago for like 30 bucks each. So we we, got to go do that. All right. Next Friday. All right. I'll see you there. I won't take no for an answer. Anyway, um, I'm going to wrap up the show today by talking about my trip to Madrid and just travel in general. Uh, and Halloween. So did you guys have a good Halloween? That was fun. I didn't dress up this year, but I did go trick-or-treating. You know, my girlfriend is a nanny, and uh, there's some kids that she watches, so we all went trick-or-treating. That was fun. Cutest thing about my experience trick-or-treating is the youngest one. She's real cute. It was her first time trick-or-treating, and when she would go up to, you know, trick-or-treat instead of uh, instead of her asking for candy she would give them candy she would pull candy out of her bag and she would hand it to the people that were the ones that were giving out candy and I don't think anybody knew how to react you know it's like (laughs) it's the cutest thing I'd ever seen you know rather than trick-or-treat give me some some candy it's hi I'm trick-or-treating do you want candy (laughs) very cute girl um so so that was a lot of fun hopefully for those of you that went trick-or-treating you had a good time. Um, I'd say, did you do anything scary? I watched Hocus Pocus like three times this this Halloween season. Uh, I thought that that was really fun. And then when I was in Spain, we were in this really cool town, and I saw this like this museum. I saw this museum that I thought was like my girlfriend saying nobody cares about this. Uh, anyway, uh, I saw this museum and I. I thought it looked kind of like creepy and dungeon. I thought it was like a Halloween exhibit. It said something like Muse- Museum of Witchcraft and like torture chamber, torture, like old torture stuff. So I was like, oh, this is like a cool Halloween, like a family, like hocus pocus thing. And I went down there. I was the only person in there. And it, I talk about creepy. This place was literally, I think that, I think it was like real guys. Uh, I immediately had to leave it. Whenever you like go into the the dentist office to get like a an X-ray and they put that like heavy lead jacket over you, uh, that's how I felt when I entered the, in this in this place. I felt like this heavy. You like that jacket. Like an oh, my girlfriend likes the jacket. Um, <laughs> anyway, I felt this like heavy presence in there, but. Um, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not actually into real witchcraft, guys. I'm, I'm into like you know fun Halloween like play joke stuff. So when I realized that it might be uh, real, I actually got the hell out of there as fast as possible. Thank goodness I had my uh, necklace with a cross on it and my Saint Genesis to protect me from that weird crap. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't ever plan on. I found out later that. You know, I was looking at the pamphlet. Um, there's a pamphlet for it, and it's like, you know, they sell, like, family packages. So it is, I guess, like a family thing. Huh? Yeah, but you talk about this stuff. No one cares about this. She's telling me that nobody cares about this stuff, and she, she can't believe I'm talking about it on my no podcast. One's gonna, no, no, one's, no, one, no one is going to listen. She's saying no one will listen. Jessica, if you could do me a favor and stop talking while I'm You're doing my podcast. I have my headset on. I'm not talking to you. I'm doing my podcast. Okay. Don't keep coming in here then. All right. No, I'm going to walk around. This is my apartment. It's yours too. I'm not trying to like say it's just mine. (laughs) You guys like that we're fighting on my podcast? That's always fun. Um, We can move on past that that Halloween store. Uh, They had some cool places there. There was another store that was like uh they sold like swords and daggers and all these things i actually did a facebook live 
because I wanted to show it off. They had like all kinds of helmets, like the helmet from the dude in Game of Thrones, the helmet that Brad Pitt wore, and you know Troy, like the helmet from Gladiator, and all these cool things. It was pretty bossed out of stuff. If you're like a, a masculine dude, like most, I feel like current day jocks would all have gravitated toward those types of things like hundreds of years ago. I know I would have wanted to be a master swordsman and, you know, I feel like that's the way to pick up chicks in the old days, right, babe? Like, if I was pretty good with the sword, you'd probably be kind of attracted to me or what? I'm attracted to anybody who's good at, really good at something. You're attracted to anybody who's good at anything? So you're, you're, I think anybody who's like really good at something that's attractive. Are you attracted to like other guys aside from me or what? I think it's like, like you know, good, like whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. Can you? I don't want to be on this. <laughs> awesome. All right. Anywho, um, you guys like my special guest? Uh, that's always good. Let's see here. Sword dagger armor stores. Hey. All right. Moving on. Uh, she's not going to let me post this. Stop. Can you, Hey, let me finish my podcast. Okay. All right. So, uh, traveling the world has been an awesome opportunity for me. It was cool seeing my mom. Um, I'm very proud of her for finishing her pilgrimage. It was the, you know, the road to Santiago basically, uh, you know, she she traveled over 500 miles on foot, uh, and uh, she was just telling me about the journey, and it's crazy. You know, I, I I didn't walk a single mile while I went to visit her in Spain at the end of her trip. I just filled my belly with a lot of food and uh, a little bit of beer, and that was pretty nice. So we had a good time there. I, I've had the, the opportunity to really get around the world quite a bit. I remember... One of the things that stands out to me is when I was in Amsterdam. I think it's so funny, like when you when you ask people in a foreign country for directions if they don't speak English, they have so many like different ways of speaking. I remember I was in Amsterdam. I was like, "Excuse me, how do you get to the red light district?" You know, it's like, "How do you get to the red light district, sir?" And the guy's like, "Ooh, red light district!" And he like puts his finger in. He like makes a hole with one hand and then puts his finger in the other and like sticks his finger in and out of the hole and he goes. Hey, you got a side door in here. You got a shit, shit, shit. And like has his fingers like showing me the direction of the of the walk. And like <laughs> as he sticks his finger. That's more of a visual act out for you guys. So I don't think it's really necessary for me to include that. But uh, what else? I met a guy named Hieronymus. I think I told you guys before. We talked about this is where the whole time travel thing. So I, t- I travel forward in time. To, uh, to this point of the podcast from earlier. Hieronymus worked for the lab CERN, and uh, he asked me, if you have any questions about the universe, feel free to ask. Uh, he's from the Netherlands, obviously. My girlfriend's family is actually from the Netherlands. No, he's like, excuse me, if you have any questions about the universe, feel free to ask. No, it's not Indian. It's, it's Netherlands, all right? So... Actually, it's called Dutch. It's, it's Dutch, yeah. It's I'm Dutch. Danka? Danka? So, Danka for your input. Anyway, Hieronymus asked me if I have any, he said if I have any questions about the universe, I could ask him. So, he taught me about the twin paradox, and I think I've talked about this on my podcast before. So, I'm getting distracted because my girlfriend's here. I don't really have anything else to say other than, um, You know, other than I, I think I'm going to call it a day. So I appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have another good session next time around. Maybe I'll talk more about my travels when I'm not distracted by my girlfriend that's curling her hair. I don't know why she's curling her hair. We don't have plans to go out tonight. But nevertheless, uh, you know, it's going to be fun. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll talk soon. Later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs> <laughs>
famous people are on that show, the fact that you could meet, you could become Dan Sots, whatever the fuck his last name is, friend. <laughs> he could get you in. I, he's not going to get me in. He's like, I'm going to be a background person. I don't care. I don't want to miss the well, can I do I don't it? Wanna miss Statue of Liberty. Can I do it? Why? I, would, I can be a background person. Why? You want to meet Dan Soder? I just love that show. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I, uh... Did you already decline it? Um, no. No, you need to fucking reschedule that statue. I will, I'm not kidding. I'm gonna, I'll be so angry at you if you <laughs> don't... No, we have a date to the Statue of Liberty. I never agreed to any date, and I will not go with you. I, I, I'm not kidding. I will, I, I will refuse to go with you if you're gonna, if... If you're gonna choose something like that over like an opportunity like for like your your career, and it's not I, a career hey, opportunity. <laughs> don't you say I can do background whatever for it, whatever. This is a major show. It's like hugely popular. It's like really there's so many talented like people associated with this show, and you're stupid. <laughs> don't say I can do that well if you can be a background person anytime I haven't heard you be a background person since I've met you so if you can do it so easily why aren't you doing it because I've chosen not to because I've moved past that in my career you're not past that I've moved past you're not past that that's gone that's not gone and that's gone that's not gone <laughs>